Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's time now to go beyond the headlines. And for the next two hours, go where every sports fan wants to go. Behind the scenes and into the practice facilities, locker rooms, coaches' offices, and press boxes to get the info before anyone else. This is the ESPN 1320 Insiders. Yeah, good morning. Very, very happy to be here. I'm Kyle, that's James, and and I say happy to be here, of course, because at youtube.com slash ESPN1320 and twitch.tv slash ESPN1320, where the chatty house resides, um, our guy uh, our guy Johnny G said, happy that you guys didn't blow away in the wind. Yes, we have made it. We are here, stayed inside all day yesterday, as to avoid not only the wind, but to avoid things falling on me. Oh, yeah. No catastrophes at my house. Hopefully, no catastrophes at your house. Uh, good morning, James. How is your? Because you're up it. You're up in the mountains, a ways. I am a little bit up uh, up the hill. So, um, luckily, uh, my son decided to take my car to work yesterday. The the newer car, uh, which I I don't know what like September. Um, he decided to take my car to work, and uh, the portable basketball hoop decided to fall over right where the car would have been if he had not taken it to work. So Ooh, we survived. Dang. We survived. That's lucky. Yeah, That's it's lucky. Uh, definitely lucky. It's uh, It was a little chaotic this morning. I woke up, there was no power. Uh, but oh. just as I was getting ready to run downstairs and put a generator out, pull out some extension cords for the wife, uh, make sure that there's some cans of gas waiting there, Sure, power came on. So. Huge. Huge. Big time W for you. And uh, that's a great way to start Super Bowl week. It is officially Super Bowl week. Yes. That awkward, I get. I understand why there's the bye week between the title games and the Super Bowl. They need to build up. You get a place to put the Pro Bowl. You get the added week of build up. You let the players rest to ensure that, hey, if there's somebody who's a little nicked up, you know, they get a week off before the Super Bowl. Taylor Swift has to win Grammys. Taylor Swift's got <laughs> Grammys to win, all that. Um, but I'm glad that we're here now, and I'm glad that we actually get to talk about actual like game-related mm-hmm. stuff. The 49ers and Chiefs, if you missed it, both arrived in Las Vegas yesterday. First thing here, I think that's my favorite part of Super Bowl coverage is this like rat race to be at the airport when they arrive. Oh, yeah. It was so funny watching people yesterday on on the internet going, okay, their, their flight is... A-, and the Niners put out like, hey, we're on this flight. It gets in at this time. Yeah. But then you got beat writers and and bloggers and and podcasters all racing to get down there. And there's flights that are delayed because obviously the weather is insane. So you got flights that are delayed. You got flights that are getting rerouted. You got to get new planes. It was nuts yesterday. But the Niners and Chiefs both arrived safely. I think the airplane arrival thing is the weirdest thing that happens. Kyle, if I were there... I would have one of those green visors, yeah, and I would just be at a slot machine acting like I was a normal guy because that might be the funnest airport to go and like hang out in. Just 100%. because, so you're just sitting there like the whole time, like, when are they coming? <laughs> like just dropping coins in a machine. Yeah, yeah, just that's that's what I would pay someone done. to be a photographer, get some video, get some photos of the guys coming off. Yeah, and then you're out of there. Yeah, you have to go cover the thing, or you could just retweet someone. I'm yeah, just, just dude, just smash, yeah, smash our retweet button. Here's lo- this is what it looks like. Oh look, the pilot held a 49er flag after he landed. Wow. Wow. Did you see that they uh, they turned the 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 sphere? Oh yeah. Into a giant 49ers helmet. Yeah, they did a Chiefs one. They did a 49ers one. Yeah. The I'm already Las Vegas out. Oh. I'm already over it, dude. 
Man, I, I, I've been over Vegas for a long time. You know, you can spend like two weeks in Europe for the same price that you can go to Vegas yeah. for a weekend. Yeah, no doubt. And I don't look, I'm not anti Las Vegas. I, yeah. I enjoy going to Las Vegas. Get there Friday, hang out Friday night, hang out all day Saturday, leave Sunday. I'm gr- A plus. Have a great time. Okay. Okay. I'm Las Vegas out from the standpoint of all of the the Las Vegas themed Super Bowl things. Oh, yeah. The photos of the sphere, people taking photos in front of the Las Vegas sign, all the all the various betting like sport, betting on the Super Bowl is always going to be crazy, but it feels like it's ratcheted up a lot this year because it's in Vegas. You're like Vegas, baby! All the all the hangover memes. Oh, pulling those back out. Yeah, is it possible that we survive this entire week without a player getting in trouble? Because that's always my concern with Vegas. Oh, is it possible? Um, yeah, yeah, I think so. Because you have two teams who have been. That's a good like, point. In yeah. in this spot spot before, there's the experience factor of knowing like, okay, it's time to lock in. Yeah. Now, Traverius Ward coming out and being like, yeah, we're going to turn up the first two nights and then we'll get serious. Like, what? <laughs> Don't love that. <laughs> Don't love that. As long as there's a team bus that's driving everyone, as long yeah. as, you know, they all, uh, you know, not Uber, but use a cab. Yeah. Yeah, use a taxi service in, in Vegas. Um, Jonathan Jones of CBS reported this morning that the 49ers are already unhappy with their practice facility. Yeah. Yes. So you have Kyle Shanahan last week talking about Game plan's going to be installed. We are ready to go. By the time we get to Vegas, we'll be ready to play a game because that week is so hectic and crazy that trying to stay on your normal schedule is impossible. Mm-hmm. So you get everything planned and then prep as much as you can during your downtime in the week leading up. Okay. Laid out how difficult of a week it is. M- making it also that they're in Las Vegas. Now, I heard that their hotel is not like on the Strip. I think it's half an hour outside of the Strip where they're doing all the stuff. Oh. But um, that makes sense. I mean, because, you know, that's you want to get away from the, the yeah. hustle and bustle. Yeah. Especially if you've got curfews and stuff. Even if even if aside from just going out, have you ever tried to sleep at night in Vegas? Oh, it's a little chaotic. It's crazy. Oh, no There's way. lights and music. Yeah. Yeah. Even it's... even inside your hotel. So I get why they're staying away. Okay. That's probably smart. But Jonathan uh, Jonathan Jones, CBS Sports, reported that the 49ers sent, and, and what, what teams do is they send people ahead of time to scope out the practice facility, make sure that it's like up to snuff. Well, UNLV plays on turf. So the 49ers at the UNLV practice facility, where they were designated by the NFL to practice, the Chiefs are at the Raiders facility, Niners are at UNLV. Okay. They put down sod over the turf. Well, the sod is too soft for the 49ers liking? I guess. Well, that makes sense because the turf should have some bounce to it already and then if you put sod over turf, right. That whole entire thing sounds crazy to me because like yeah. how do you get turf to grow together and like be like stationary? It's not like they have like an 80-yard wide by 120-yard roll of sod that is one piece that they they have on like you know, the pool cover thing mm-hmm. when you're a kid, like the bubble wrap that yeah. you roll up onto. Like, they just roll out. That It's not like that's what they're doing. I don't think so. I, I don't I, I don't know 100% how the sod gets there. <laughs> but, dude, check this out. So, And it's not a player safety thing, okay? The, it, it is, it, is okay. it passed the NFL's inspection for, for the standard of sod for player safety. The Niners are just like, yeah, it's just too soft for, our, for how we like it. Oh. So they have a couple options. One, they could just stay. They have a walkthrough today. They can test it out, and if they're like, "Yeah, it's fine," then the that that, that then they can just stay. Two, they can negotiate with the NFL to practice at the Raiders facility where the Chiefs are also practicing. Mm. I don't see it. I don't see it happening. Not because the Raiders like Matt Matt Burrows tweeted this out. Uh, Matt Burrows from the Athletic he covers the 49ers, has for a long time. Tweeted out, he was like, hey, uh, the Raiders practice facility is huge. There's like three full-length fields. They should be able to do this fine. And it's like, bro, it has nothing to do with space. No. You don't want another full NFL team just sitting there while you're practicing to play against them in the biggest game of the year. 
I don't even want some rando like wandering around the stands who right. may or may not have his phone or multiple phones sit. You know, I, that's a little sketch. They don't even let credentialed media watch them practice. No. So oh. that's the so now you'd have to like that's a logistical nightmare. So the Chiefs are there. Chiefs are gonna have first dibs, right? Yep. Now the Chiefs can can just you have to wait until they're completely cleared out to go in there and practice. Yeah, I mean that messes with schedules. That messes with everything. And if you're I, the Chiefs, what's the what's your hurry? Like, uh, you yeah, know, there's a build-up thing here too. Like, right, you want to get on a schedule where you're ready. You're even practicing building up to that mm-hmm. that three thirty kickoff time or whatever it is. Yeah, and you want to get sort of in the ritual of that all week long. Yes. Yeah. And so, man, I don't know if I'm the Niners. I'm I'm looking for ways to just stop with the nonsense and just play. Their other option is to roll in new sod. Hmm. Which I the money that NFL teams will spend <laughs> I, I mean, baffles a, me. The it's franchise changing. You win. You I, I I don't I I can't afford to sod my backyard. <laughs> and they're like, what we don't like this. Rip it up. We'll just get a new like you said, nine hundred and sixty yard Square yard thing. Here we go. Just roll it out there. Like that sounds like a unbelievable expense. Huh. Hey, wait, one twenty six. That's whatever wild. the math is. I don't know. A full size football field worth of sod just gonna roll it out. I'm guessing they wind up being okay with what's a UNLV. Yeah, probably. But, but it's not it's just not a great omen that the first thing that comes out Monday morning after they arrive is hey, they may have to change their practice field. It kind of plays into the the Niners' mystique, though, doesn't it? Like the <sighs> does the, it the guys in the in the parking lot uh, in San Francisco? They're not like a normal tailgate. They're all wine and cheese. Mm-hmm. You know, it's kind of like oh, you know, a little playing into the snobbiness. Yeah, the snobbiness of it. Like <laughs> like they're Goldilocks. <laughs> no, no, this isn't right. And then they'll bring in more. Mm, yeah, this still isn't right. right. And then finally, the third <laughs> side, they'll be like. Ah, uh, that's just perfect. Right. That is just <laughs> right. <laughs> red, red and Goldilocks. That's right. All right. Um, <laughs> we got to hit a break. We've got a bunch of King stuff to get to as well. Uh, we'll be previewing the Super Bowl all week. We'll have different things uh, for you throughout the week, talking 49ers, Chiefs, but the Kings aren't going anywhere. In fact, they played twice this weekend. Um, they beat the Pacers 133-122 in Indiana, and then the next night, uh, beat Chicago one twenty three to one fifteen. We can dive into all of this later. I don't hate the. I don't. I don't hate that they almost smoked a thirty point lead. I don't either. It like, is so. You watched it. I watched it. Like uh-huh. it is so easy to to blow a lead in the NBA now, especially with the way point shooting is and with the pace on the second night of a back to back. Like yes, on and it's game six of a seven game road trip. Mm-hmm. Like there's a lot of forces in play here. A lot of forces. Mm-hmm. You can blow a thirty point lead. Yeah, and it's not it's not good. No, you'd prefer to not do that, of course. But it's also not like wow, they can't even hold. Like eh. Eh. it's it, in the modern <laughs> NBA, thirty is really more like fifteen. We're on the same page for here. Keeping, uh, for yeah. keeping it a stack. That's right. They also didn't. They also ne- were never like trailing. Like they didn't have to. To battle all the way back. Okay. So I don't, I don't know. I didn't mind it. Anyways, uh, let's talk Kings. That's coming up next. What was good? What was bad? What was ugly? We'll wrap up. We'll wrap the two games together here. We'll talk Bulls. We'll talk Pacers. Couple of Kings win. Are the Kings back? <gasps> oh boy, they might be. Plus some trade deadline stuff. All that coming up on the Insiders. We're rocking with you till noon on ESPN 1320 Sacramento Sports Leader. You're listening to The Insiders with James Ham and Kyle Madsen. Sponsored by Jiffy Lube on ESPN 1320 and 98.5 HD2. Sacramento's sports leader. It's a complete crap. Now, back to the Insiders with James Ham and Kyle Madsen. Brought to you by Jiffy Lube on ESPN 1320. What was good? What was bad? What was ugly? From a couple of uh, Kings victories over the weekend, they beat the Pacers 133-122. to And then on the second night of a back-to-back, they've done it again, James. Mm. They won on the second night of a back-to-back. They downed the Chicago Bulls 123-115. to And 
one of the things we're going to get to here is that that blown 30 point lead. Yeah. But I just I don't know, man. I I feel like in the NBA now you see a team up 20 in the first half. And I don't have empirical data for this. I'm just going off vibes. That game's going to be a one possession game at some point. Oh, it's and very, this is kind of how it always goes. Yeah, it's either a one possession game or it's like a 50 point game. Like the way the NBA is yeah, going yeah. right now it, <laughs> is totally bizarre. It's it's out of control. I don't know what to say. Like the scoring is so like lopsided and weird and out of control that I don't know if you're a defensive minded coach mm-hmm. like Mike Brown is, how you walk into every game and not just like just want to yell and scream. Like it it it, it has to be super frustrating. Yeah. I, yeah. I don't know. No defense was played. Yeah. It's um it's, it's kind of where the league is. Yeah. You got you got 70 points in multiple 60 point games and you got guys like Cam Thomas going for 40 whenever they want. It's a little bit of a different league and I'm guessing there's going to be an adjustment by by the NBA here at some point. You think so? I know people like points and leagues are always going to gear gear themselves toward offense, but I think it's getting too out of hand. Yeah, I, I remember Matt Harpering talking about this one time, and he said, you know, here I am, like, plugging along in my career, but I know I'm in a contract here. He's like, so I just decided to be an offensive weapon, right? A- and I made my money, and then the next season I went right back to who I was before. Mm-hmm. Because that's how I actually make my money is by being a good NBA player mm-hmm. and me putting up 20 points or 18 points in a, in a game mm-hmm. uh, wasn't going to help. It, it, that's not how we were going to be a better team. And so, yeah, he, he got, he, he averaged 17.6 one year. And I believe he got paid after that. And then after his, his, uh, numbers went right back down to the, you know, the marginal player that he was. Roger Bell talked about that on his podcast with Logan Murdoch real once. Yeah. And he talked about how he was like a minimum player, even though he's a contributor, really good defender and teams knew that and teams yep. wanted him. But he didn't get his bag. He didn't get paid until he had an opportunity to move over a score. Oh, of course. And I think it was in Utah. Goes out, scores a bunch, and all of a sudden he's getting he's getting real contracts. It, it feels like Utah is the place to do that. Yeah. yeah. They're, they're in a weird spot, dude. They're in a super weird spot because they just keep... Now they're they're winning a little bit. And yeah. now you're in the 10th seed and you're, you're just one game under 500 and... It just feels weird, and like, what do you do? And are they playing well, better? Maybe. Uh. Who's buying? We'll have who's buying and selling at the deadline uh, coming up here in a little bit. Yep. De'Aaron Fox looking like MVP caliber De'Aaron Fox again was, I think, the biggest good thing that happened for the Kings over the weekend. I loved it. Um, I, you know, it was his son rain's first birthday i hadn't heard that they you you hadn't heard that i, I don't know how uh it's possible that just must mean that you didn't like listen to the game yeah I, there was because if, if someone took a shot every time uh baby rain was mentioned during the broadcast uh there would be a a lot of deceased kings fans this morning <laughs> i'm just saying like it would not have been good at all Rain uh, was was a popular a popular character. He was a popular character, Saturday and night. he's a doll. I mean, he's such a cute totally. little dude, and you know he's got his his little ears pierced, and uh, yeah, he's uh, a very good sports baby. Yeah, he is a very good sports baby, and he's so used to it. He's so used to sitting courtside. He just chills. Must be nice. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> must be nice. Um, and uh, yeah, Fox goes for forty one. Man, he was good. Yeah. Really like good. Look, here's we we talk about this all the time with the Kings and oh, can they win a playoff series? Can they do this? Can they do that? What trade do they need to make? What do they need to do? I, fine, all of that is on the table and in, in valid discussions. But when De'Aaron Fox played like he did against Chicago, where he goes 41 points, four boards, four assists, he's 13 to 24 from the floor, he's five of 11 from three. When he looks like that, they can win any any playoff game they're in if they get that version of De'Aaron Fox. That it, it it frankly the rest everything else doesn't doesn't matter as much for me. Well, I would agree, and I would also tell you that over the two games he had eleven steals combined. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he had five steals against the Bulls. He had six steals against mm-hmm. Indiana. If he's going to enforce his will on the game on the defensive end, the Kings can easily make the second round of the playoffs, and they might mm-hmm. even may be a little bit better than that. Yeah, I dude, I'm I'm with you, man. I have. 
I've been on the De'Aaron Fox superstar train since the postseason last year when he leveled up from where he already was. And what? That's when you got there? Yeah. <laughs> I'm just messing with you. <laughs> what? Some Kings guys out here. That's when Kyle got there? Like, yeah, no, no, no. I, I think you're right. I think when he does, when he leveled up in the playoffs, you're like, hey, look, there he is. Yeah. <laughs> no, he's he was always really good. But yeah. to be a superstar, to me, you have to do it in the postseason. You have to level up your play in the postseason. And no, he went totally. and did that. And then got even better this year. So that's that's kind of where where I land. And man, if you can have the best player on the court in a playoff series, you've got you've got a puncher's chance. When De'Aaron plays like that, uh, he's going to be the best player on the court more often than not. Yeah, I agree. And uh, we're really close to that being like sort of who he is. Mm-hmm. Really, really close. Yeah. I mean, he's he's shown it for long stretches this season. He's had that downturn, but he's got to be able to prove that he can be that player night in and night out. Yep. There is one more step he takes, a logical step as as far as superstar sta- yep. uh, status. What else do you have for good? Uh, they did not get torched by T.J. McConnell or Tyrese Halliburton. It's big time. Bravo. Uh, Sabonis continued his toward pace. He just keeps – he's up to 31 double-doubles. And we learned uh, over the weekend that the stat that we were putting out there, that that would be the record, mm-hmm. the consecutive double-doubles. No, for some reason they forgot Jerry Lucas, uh, who is one of the greatest rebounders of all time. And mm-hmm. Jerry Lucas had a – uh, over two seasons, a 55-game stretch of mm. double-doubles, and over one season, he had 45 consecutive double-doubles. Jeez. Whatever the stat was it that we were being uh, handed was incorrect, and it's been Lies. corrected. The <laughs> fake Lies. news media. That's right. Out here again. Um, <laughs> I have I, I have a Demonis Sabonis take marinating. Yeah? Yeah, it goes back to my whole he needs to shoot more threes thing. Yeah. And it's just, a, a, I think, a logical extension of that. I'm not ready to debut it on air yet because I need to do a little more digging. You're working on it. Yeah. You're it's, I, I'm actually making sure that the the take comes with something more founded than like, I don't know, just vibes, bro. Okay. Yeah. I'm with you. So I'm I'm letting that, It's I'm, I'm workshopping it as we, as we speak. Workshopping it. Okay. Yeah. So over the weekend, we also saw the reemergence of Malik Monk. He, he finally woke up from his slumber, so good for Malik Monk. And my goodness, he was electric in both games. Like the way that he, when he decides he's going to be a great player, mm-hmm. he has an ability to just step up and be like all-star status. Like he I wanna, is really good. I want to move on because I want to talk more about this later. Oh, okay. I have I have a giant on on my rundown here i put a giant i wrote a giant question mark next to this one did you like write monk in giant block letters monk question mark no just next to your bullet point i just okay. put a little question mark all right yeah. cool and then uh kessler edwards got some burn and was impactful about damn time yeah i mean he could be your the next colby jones for you yeah uh on the bad side kyle we do have bad um keegan murray is struggling uh, three of the last four games, he scored five points. And then the other game, he scored 33. So they've got to figure that one out, um, how to get him involved. And I'm going to just say it has something to do with the fact that Kevin Herter and Harrison Barnes are stepping up, and it's really difficult to have all five starters scoring. Sure. And sometimes Keegan needs to be more forceful. Uh, the team's also turned the ball over 16 times. In, in both games, and that was a bit of concern. They got a little loose with the handle, but again, mental fatigue, I think, is there. It's set in um, this deep into a road trip, and mm-hmm. sometimes you get a little sloppy with the ball. Yeah, I think for Keegan, the the next step is just consistency. It is. We know that, like, I think he needs to be a little better off the bounce, just creating his own shot, but that's two, three, four years down the road. For this year, what the Kings need from him this year mm-hmm. is the player we've seen when he's at his peak. You know, he's Not that he's going to go for 47 a night or 33 a night or anything like that, but we've seen enough stretches where he's... Uh, that, that stretch before he went and got 47. It was 24, 17, 15, 47, 25, 13, 21, 20. Like that's, that's Keegan Murray they need. Yeah. And getting that consistency, that whatever that is, eight, nine games, whatever that was, getting that extending it over months that's i think the step that he can take tangibly this year that i would like to see okay i think that's usually a year three thing um the ugly you almost blew a 30 point lead ah! uh me i'm putting that in bad not yeah. ugly and then uh, kyle i 
it's almost like they have a bend don't break mentality. It's like, ah, we still got a lead. It's only three. It's okay. We're good. We can we can ramp this thing back up. We're, we got I this. Like it. I don't like it. <laughs> I don't like it very much. I, I not even from just like a stress standpoint of like, oh my god. But I would like to see this team that all year we have wondered about their competitiveness. Or not necessarily that, but wondered in games, too many games, where was the competitiveness? Yeah. They did not come out and look like an NBA basketball team tonight or look like they wanted to play basketball tonight. Mm -hmm. That's the one thing with the, quote, Ben don't break thing. Like, no, you got to go step on somebody's neck. Yeah. Like, go, 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 yeah, go deliver the knockout blow. Don't Mortal just combat. Go, like, no, okay, this is nice. You know, we'll just hang out. And I'm like, God, no, no, just mm. knock him out. Put it away. All right. Uh, that's good, bad, and ugly. We'll have a Jiffy League fast break player of the game for Friday night's game. And then let's do some buyers and sellers. Who's moving at the trade deadline? Who is not? And an intriguing name for the Kings came up in a report today on Hoops Hype. We'll tell you who next on ESPN 1320. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did. Now, back to the Insiders with James Ham and Kyle Matson, brought to you by Jiffy Lube on ESPN 1320. Who's buying at the trade deadline? The NBA trade deadline, that is. Who's selling at the NBA trade deadline? Let's talk about it now. That's James Ham. I'm Kyle Madsen. Appreciate you guys for hanging out with us. If you are watching on YouTube at youtube.com slash ESPN 1320, go ahead and hit that thumbs up. Subscribe while you're there. We would appreciate that. Uh, immensely it helps us with the almighty algorithm the algorithm of life kyle and we would appreciate that uh, from you uh, immensely so so go ahead and do that and if you're listening on the radio or the free odyssey app and maybe you're headed to work maybe you're headed maybe you're heading home from work when you get home just throw us up on youtube we're right there all right you don't have to sign in or anything you got to sign in to 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 like and subscribe so go ahead and do that but if you want to watch Feel free. All right. ESPN 1320 TV. Also at twitch.com. Or I'm sorry, twitch.tv slash ESPN 1320. We have a Jiffy Lube Fast Break Player of the Game for you. We have two. Well, uh, you want to do them both right now? No. Okay. We'll do one now, one later. Okay, great. Okay. So <laughs> for Friday's game against the Pacers, it's our Jiffy Lube Fast Break Player of the Game. And remember, this is you're entering not only to win a $100 Jiffy Lube gift certificate, you're also entering to win a King's jersey which will be given away at the end of this month that's right we already so, gave away one on friday we sure did that's right espn 1320.com is where you're going to go there's a contest page front and center don't even have to go searching for it it is right there at the front of the page you click on that you're going to enter the keyword monk m-o-n-k malik monk is our jiffy lube fast break player of the game for friday 23 points six assists off the bench looked much more like sixth man of the year malik monk that we saw earlier in the year, not necessarily the player we saw the last couple weeks. And lo and behold, Malik Monk comes back playing like himself and the Kings blow a team out. Mm -hmm. Shocking. Shocking how that happens. So Malik Monk is our Jiffy Lube Fast Break player of the game for Friday. Code word Monk on the Jiffy Lube Fast Break contest page at ESPN1320.com. Nice. Win the $100 gift certificate to Jiffy Lube and enter to win a Kings jersey. That's right. Courtesy of Jiffy Lube. We love them. Right here. Shout out. Hell yeah. James got the exclusive Insiders hoodie on. 
with the Jiffy Lube. I feel exclusive right now. You look exclusive. There it is. Yeah. No, that's uh, that was a smart move by you. Hey, real quick, before we get into the trade deadline stuff, can we can we do a quick exercise? I, I'm here for it. Not actual exercise. God no. Yeah, because I don't know if that's. But a thought a thought exercise. Okay. Okay, I'm gonna run through the Kings roster, and I want to know where we're at on some of these players because th- three weeks ago, this time, it was like Harrison Barnes can go, Kevin Herter it can go, Davion Mitchell's out of here, everybody's available except Fox Sabonis and Murray. Mm-hmm. And and maybe Malik Monk, depending on how how you're feeling on a certain day. But everybody else is available. Well, now they've started rolling a little bit. They've won five, six of their last seven, something like that. Yeah, four in a row, lost one. They've won six of their last seven. Harrison Barnes is looking more like Harrison Barnes. Kevin Herter's looking more like Kevin Herter, and the Kings are looking a little bit closer to what we saw them uh, be last year. They're now 10 games over here on February 5th. So I want to just recap where we're at with every player on the roster. Okay. Uh, Demonis Sabonis, same deal. Untouchable. Untouchable. Okay. De'Aaron Fox, same deal. Untouchable. Untouchable. Keegan Murray? Not going anywhere. Not going anywhere. Nope. Malik Monk? This is a tough one. Um, If you're... You need to know... You need to have conversations with him now. You need to have already had the conversations. Mm-hmm. Can they retain him? Because mm-hmm. if they can't retain him, I, I know fans will be angry and like pissed at me saying this, but you should probably trade him now. If you if he's just going to go out and look for the highest, uh, take the highest bidder, and and he's going to get more than seventeen point four million dollars in starting money, and more than like the four year seventy eight million the Kings can offer him then you can't lose an asset for nothing and you should probably consider your options. I'm not saying trade him. What I am saying is you need to like be open-minded. Mm-hmm. And and I know the Kings have been open-minded. Like there are teams that have called. There are, you know, even Toronto, there mm-hmm. there are like some murmurs that Toronto tried to swap swap out uh one of the players in the deal for Malik Monk at the last minute, but um if you're the, the Pascal Kings, Siakam deal, you mean? Yeah, the Pascal Siakam. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, if, if there is uh, a way that you improve the roster and get better today and get better for the future and take away the risk, then you at least consider it. Mm-hmm. I I wouldn't trade him, uh, but I would also want to know whether or not he's going to return. I'm in the camp that it would need to take a. I don't want to say Godfather offer because I think that gets overused, but a a deal very close to that. Yeah, where you are getting like like you said, not only this year are you, it can't just be here in Sacramento. It has to be one of those deals that nationally people are like, oh wow, the Kings are going for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And whether that deal is out there or not, I don't I don't know. I I would I would doubt it given what we've heard or not heard. Frankly, yep. Um. So yeah, not untouchable on the table, but expensive. Uh, yeah, I'm with you. Like you're going to consider just about every option here, mm-hmm. and it's because look, you have to protect yourself. You have to do what's right for the franchise, not just w- what's right for one player. And I know, you know, you could say, oh, well, what will that do to Fox and all that? Well, mm-hmm. Fox already knows. Fox and Monk are close. If you don't think that they they've had this conversation already, you uh, there's no way they haven't. That you know, what is it going to take for you to stay? Like. Mm-hmm. And the problem that Malik has too is number one, there's not a ton of team teams with cap space. Mm-hmm. Number two, he might be viewed as a six man no matter where he goes. Yeah. N- number three, if you do trade him, and the team doesn't have cap space, he's in the same exact situation he is in Sacramento, where he's what's called an early bird, and the the most you can pay him is 175 percent of his salary for this season as a starting salary. So, like, there are some advantages that the Kings have in this situation, but all it takes is one team to say, hey, Malik Monk will give you $23 million if you, you want to come. Just like Michael Malone said, Bruce Brown's yeah. not going anywhere. It, it took one team that threw a bunch of money, and he's gone. Yep. Man. So let's, uh, let's move to Harrison Barnes. Much maligned for his 
perceived non-existence on the court this year, but all of a sudden he's shooting it more often, he's being more aggressive, he's getting to the foul line, he's pulling down rebounds, he's affecting games over the last two weeks way more than he was at any point for the first, since October, November, December, like four months. Yeah. Where are we at with Harrison Barnes and moving him? Because for me... It it now at first it was yeah if you can improve even a little bit there you just do it, but now given how he's looked over the last couple of weeks, a week and a half whatever it's been, it's harder to justify just saying like yeah see if you can improve a, a little bit even if it's even if it's lateral. Yeah, I think a lateral improvement though. I, one of the problems Harrison will be thirty two coming up. You know, there there are ways you can get younger at the position. Uh, there are potential that you could get longer and more athletic at the position. So I, I don't think he's off the table by any stretch. I think in a perfect world, um, you would try to make a deal that did not include Harrison Barnes. And right. Harrison Barnes becomes a really, really, really valuable piece off the bench or a v- really valuable piece overall. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't mean that you don't, you you have to listen and his salary at uh what is it 17 18 19 million mm-hmm. over the next 3 years you have to look at that it's your big chip him mm-hmm. and Herder are your bigger chips so if you're going to go after a big player it will have to include yeah those right. guys right. but there is a way that you can go after these other players that we've talked about the Jeremy Grants and the Kyle Kuzmas in the world where you could structure a trade where you do something like a 4 for 1 that doesn't include Harrison Barnes or Kevin Herder there is that possibility. Who would that be? Like Davion Mitchell? Yeah, you can get up to... Chris Duarte. Yeah, Chris Duarte, Davion Mitchell, uh, Trey Lyles, and throw in a minimum scale guy, whether it's Kessler, whether it's Colby Jones, whether it's Alex Lynn. You can throw in a, a deal like that where you could ship them to a team like Washington for Kuzma and the salaries would match. Mm-hmm. It would save uh, Washington a little bit of cash. Mm-hmm. It give them a lot more flexibility moving forward. You'd have to give up a pick, sure, um, and it would it would hurt your depth. But I don't know how much it would hurt your depth if you're gonna, you know, insert that person into your starting lineup. And Harrison Barnes would bump to the second unit. That kind of would be your Trey Lyles replacement. And I'm not advocating for trading Trey Lyles because number one, he's playing really really well right now, mm-hmm. uh, shooting over fifty percent from three over his last four games. And he's always been a player that number one wants to be in Sacramento, but also um, has played well for you and is meaningful when he is on the court. But this comes down to if you're making a move for a big player that will help you get over the hump or get Mm -hmm. deeper into the playoffs, you got to consider everything. (laughs) I don't love how flippantly you just threw Colby Jones in there. I yeah, like I if mean, you want a box, we can box. That's I don't. I, I, I understand. <laughs> I understand. You can take your your fan club to to Washington or to Portland. I yeah, I'll go hang out with Trista out there in Washington. Yeah, and I would even Colby Jones together. I would even say that they're if you look at both of those teams, if you look at uh, the Blazers and you look at the Wizards, they can pretty much do a three for one. Both of those teams have or four for one uh, trade. They have roster spots that are either open or roster spots that are players that are on league minimum deals that you're okay waving and then moving on from it and then coming back to if you need to. But for right now, um, like it, it just depends on what somebody wants, you know, out there on the open market. Okay. And what about Kevin Herter? Where are we landing on Kevin Herter? Kevin Herter, I put in the same boat, you know, again, when it comes to Harrison Barnes, there's all these things that we attach to Harrison Barnes, whether it's locker room, whether it's community, whether it's just, you know, Mm -hmm. the way that he's such a leader. But with Kevin, I would say, number one, he's only 25 years old. Yeah. And you got him locked up for another two years after this year. He's a a nice player to have. The Kevin Herter that you see right now where he's stuffing the stat sheet, where he's blocking shots and he's dishing out assists and he's grabbing rebounds. Those are things uh, that if he's going to do, it makes him extremely valuable. I'd say with Kevin, though, if... um, his instability as a player has got to be something that weighs on you a little bit. Mm-hmm. The erratic play for longer stretches, um, what we saw last season, what we saw the first half of this season, what we saw in the playoffs, mm-hmm. those are things that stick in your head if you're a GM and like, hey, I don't want to replace him, but if but if there's a player out there that I can, that is more stable, that is more experienced, that maybe can like solidify the position for the next couple of years, maybe give you a little bit better defense, Mm -hmm. then you'd have to consider it. But again, he's in my boat of, if you don't have to get rid of him, don't. 
Yeah, and I, 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 that's kind of where he's where he's been for for a, a while for me. Him and him and Barnes both, but <clears throat> I think the difference now is I I used to be in in the camp of include him. Like if you can it, just get even if it's la- a lateral move, you want somebody who's a little more reliable. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> like okay, we've seen Kevin Herter be good at times this year, but he's been bad more often than he's been good. This is before the last couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. And yeah, if you can if you can move Kevin Herter, you you do it. But now I'm I'm more landing where where you are, in avoiding putting them in deals if possible, and that's. I think probably going to wind up leading to to some inactivity at the deadline. Okay, I, just because I don't know, I don't know how appealing Chris Duarte, Trey Lyles, uh, and Davion Mitchell are in a, in a deal to people. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that and Kyle. There's something really interesting here that I'll hit really quick. Mm-hmm. I don't want to confuse people all that much. But look, as of right now, the Kings have given up their 2024 first round pick in the Kevin Herter deal, right? Mm-hmm. It's lottery protected. It could go in 25. It could go in 26. If it makes it to 27, it dissolves into two second round picks. So as of today, technically speaking, the Kings can't trade a first round pick until 2028, right? So follow me here. The Stepien rule is, is complicated, but it means that you can't trade back-to-back picks in advance, mm-hmm. not back-to-back picks. <laughs> So if the Kings do get make the playoffs this year and their first round pick is relayed to the Atlanta Hawks, it resets the moment the draft is over and we start a new season. So when we get to basically July 1st of 2024, that's actually the 24-25 season. Okay. And so by league rule, you can't trade more than seven years out of picks, Right. So as of today, the Kings can trade 24, well, in theory, you can trade 24, 25, 26, 27, 28, 29, and 30. The day you get to July 1st, the Kings slate is now clean. They can trade up to seven years out, which is now 2031, mm-hmm. and they can trade up to four first round picks, 25, 25 becomes available. You can't trade it in advance. Right. But now 25 is available okay. starting on July 1st, 25, 26, 27, all the way to 31, okay. but then every two years. So you can trade 25, 27, 29, and 31, and then you can do pick swaps in between. Is this all to say that they're more likely to make a move this offseason? It's to say that they will have more power this offseason as long as they make the playoffs this year. If they don't make the playoffs, now that pick carries over to 2025, and now we're right back in the same situation. You oh. can't you can't trade 25, you can't trade 26, you can't t- trade 27, you can t- trade 28, you can trade 30, but not 31. Boy, you, they really need to make the playoffs. Yeah. <laughs> so that's the tightrope that you're walking, right? Yeah. You're you're walking this tightrope of we have to make the playoffs in order mm-hmm. to relay the pick, but also like in order and, and just so people know, the 2024 draft is not considered great at all. Mhm. Atlanta is not going to want to take this pick just and say, okay, we'll take it. Because if somehow you don't make the playoffs this year, that means that something bad happened and there's potential for you to not make the playoffs the next year and the year after. Mm-hmm. Like Atlanta is going to be like, oh, no, no. We're all right, like figuring this out. Like we'll wait and see how bad you get before we take that. We just accept a pick. Um, so they may hold out and, and you may not be able to like move that pick and, and try to secure something for the future. Wait, what do you, what do you mean? They expect, so sorry, they, hang on. I don't want to, I don't want to hang on this too long, but if the Kings don't I'm make the confused. playoffs this year, right? If uh-huh. the Kings don't make, the, then the pick doesn't relay. Right. Because it's lottery protected. Yeah. So the next year, I think it goes to top 12, but Atlanta's going to want, want to watch and see how this plays out. They don't want a 2024 because the 2024 draft isn't very good. They'd be like, all right, maybe 25 we get the pick and we can see if the Kings start getting worse and worse because eventually you're going to get to a point where it's only top 10 protected. So they can choose not to let the pick convey? Well, no, the pick doesn't convey if it's because it's lottery protected. Right, but okay, I'm sorry. I'm 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 hung up on the Hawks. You're, the way you're explaining so this makes the it Kings sound as, like... The Kings as of right now could go to the Hawks and say, hey, we'll give you a second round pick to pull the protections and oh, you, you just take our 2024. Okay, I see. Got right? it. 
Got it. No, okay. they, but the Hawks are going to want to see how this thing plays out. Got it. They would much rather, even if it's waiting two years, three years to get the pick, right. they'd rather like wait and see what happens with the case. Right. Try and see if you can get it to be top five. Yeah, and it's okay. a gamble. Okay. It's that a makes, gamble for okay. sure. But okay. Yeah. Glad we landed there. All right. Let's 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 talk about the trade market because yeah. if you're going to walk into the trade market with Trey Lyles and Chris Duarte, Davion Mitchell and... A minimum guy. Okay. We'll say Kessler Edwards because trading Colby Jones is not a thing you, I'm doing. You can't even say the words. I can't. <sighs> yeah. You know what? Hang on. You know who can speak for me here? It's a complete crap. And yeah, damn right it is. That's right. So you're gonna wa- so so you're walking into the trade market with those three guys and a minimum salary player. Okay. Saying like, hey, let's try and make some deals happen. There's other, I mean, we could throw Sasha Vizinkov in that as well. Like, sure. I don't know that the Kings would trade Sasha, but again, the $6 million trade, $6.5 million trade ship. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's out of the rotation right now. That, But it, anyway, go ahead. So what does that, what does that look like? Who are they competing with? So in the West, yep. you have OKC. Are you buying that OKC is going to make a move? No. Yeah, I'm not either. I think it's a year too early. Yeah, I mean, their organic growth has been spectacular yeah. and- you but know, at some point, they have so many picks, they're going to have to start getting rid of them. Well, we say that, but then they don't, and then they have to waive players who are first-round picks because they didn't. Uh, but anyway, yeah, it's <laughs> it's a very interesting situation. But again, remember that not all those picks are gold, and especially if they're good, yeah, yeah. those picks aren't gold. If they were to trade those picks two years ago, those picks were gold because OKC wasn't very good. Where mm-hmm. they are now, those picks really might not be valuable at all. Yeah, and I don't even know. I know they have so many other teams' picks and... I don't know exactly what it looks like. Didn't they have seven first-round picks in the next two drafts? Oh, no, they've got way more than that. Way, way, way God. more. And, and, like, on top of that, <laughs> Kyle, you have to remember that, again, a bunch of their picks are 2024 picks, which no one really is, yeah. is clamoring for at that, this moment. The podcast I was listening to earlier today said, essentially, a 2024 pick is like not having one. Yeah. Dang, that's crazy. Yeah, that's why you want to make oh the playoffs. Go ahead and give that thing away. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, 14 first-round picks. There we go uh, for OKC from Secure and Debagley. In the next two drafts? No, not two drafts, but yeah. the next oh. couple of drafts. Yeah, yeah. Not the next two, but the next couple. But that might be the... Yeah, oh, my bad. Yeah, the next, <laughs> the next few. few. There, there we go. go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, they've got a lot of picks, but they, they do need to figure out how to... How to improve their roster like everybody else? They, yeah. They're still a piece or two away. Yeah, uh, they they are for sure. They're the growth is 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 has been nice for them as a team, but yep. they're they're definitely still a piece or two away. What about Minnesota, the other team atop the West? I don't think Minnesota's uh, like they're standing pat. Yeah, I don't think that they're making a move. If they do, I think it'll be a fringe. Yeah, one they for they might like a, a, a six guy. man or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They might they might look for a for a shooter for a scorer off the bench. But yeah. outside of that, I'm not sure they're going too deep. Yeah, I don't even know what they have to trade after the Rudy Gobert thing. Yeah, it's a little yeah. complicated. <laughs> uh, what about New Orleans? Yeah, I think New Orleans is kind of in the same boat. They would love a major improvement at center, but I don't think that they can get that. I don't think there is a major improvement that's just sitting there. If Jared Allen becomes available, sure, they would go all in. Mm-hmm. But outside of that, I don't think that there is a major piece. But they do tend to make minor moves every year. They're, mm-hmm. They are a team that's active. So, And I feel like every time they make a minor move, that person does something in the playoffs. Yeah, or, you're always like, oh, in I, a game. I like that move. That's, yeah. that Normally, that's what happens. I, they're doing good things there. They, they've built a really strong... Yeah. Yeah. David Griffin, right? Yeah, He's it still is. There? Yeah. Man. Doing doing a really nice job, and then the Clippers. I don't know. I don't know if the Clippers have that many, or if they'd want to even make a move. Yeah, I think the they're Clippers kind of rolling are rolling right now. They're they're rolling, but they're also they're a team that's still trying to figure out what they have. Uh, like mm-hmm. like if this is going to work long term, and then also I, I'd say maybe what they have PJ Tucker hiding right. So maybe that's something where they move off of somebody that's not playing a ton. Um, but I haven't looked to see that's for at that situation for a while. I'd love PJ Tucker and Sack. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I would. I'm, say, I'm all in on that idea. Yeah. I just think I it, know he's old as hell, but yeah, that's that's one of the problems. Like he, that's fine. He, he is, uh, and he's only played in 12 games all season, 14.4 minutes uh, on the season. And he he's 38. Like that's tough. That's fine. LeBron's 39. Okay. <laughs> there it is. It's science. 
<laughs> yeah, no, I would I would love PJ Tucker in Sacramento if you can yep. go get him for like a second round pick. No, totally. I'd do that. So yeah, fast. I would at least listen. Um, in the East, I don't know if Bucks, Celtics, Sixers, the Cavs, if anything, might move off of somebody. Yeah, but that's a but big been better if. lately. They're so confused with what's going to happen yeah. with with um with Donovan and you know they I, I would see them like trying to convince and and to convince a player to stay, yeah. you got to continue to be good. Let's talk buyers real quick in the West. Yep. The Kings probably. Yep. The Mavs have to be. They have to be. If they want to be serious, there's just no way you can move forward with that roster. It's really a two-man roster. Yeah. It's really uh, awkward. With and, Tim Hardaway Jr. sometimes. Sometimes. Just, yeah. Yep. It, it's not good enough. The Lakers? Yeah. I I don't Especially Jared Vanderbilt's out long-term. That's the whole, tough. The whole LeBron James trade thing that came out from that oh. reporter at KTLA. <laughs> yeah, that's weird. But then the fact that Clutch came out and talked to Wendy, Brian Windhorst at ESPN, yeah. and had Windhorst out there like, no, 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 that's not going to happen. That's not going to happen. That's kind of crazy. It's wild. It'd be the right thing for the Lakers to do if we're keeping it a buck. Yeah. No, I, I would agree. I, obviously, I would... he's still very, very good and not like, oh, he's washed now. Just get rid of him. Well, Kyle, you do know that they have two all-stars. That's a good point. That's, yeah, you want to keep you know, that all-star pairing together. That's right. Yeah, no, I would, dude. But just if they had done that, it would have been like, whoa, you can't trade LeBron James. I got like just for your fan base yep. and as a brand, trading LeBron James would be nuts. Yeah. Right. Just, but strip the the history and and all that from it. That is a 39 year old player who is still extremely valuable in the trade market, and you can go build for your future. That's a 39-year-old who's not under contract for next season, by the way. Yeah. Who you can build for your future and get this massive haul for him in a year where you're probably not going to, even if you make the playoffs, probably not going to make a lot of noise. Yep. No, I'm with you. It would make sense. Yeah. You can't do it, but it makes sense. Uh, Let's pick this conversation up uh, when we get back. we got to hit a quick break. We'll have more NBA trade deadline for you, and we'll continue our Super Bowl coverage as well. Um the 49ers say they're going to turn up their first couple days in Vegas. And then we got a Brock Purdy question for you since oh. we haven't had enough of those this year. Oh. All that's coming up next on ESPN 1320. You're listening to The Insiders with James Ham and Kyle Madsen, sponsored by Jiffy Lube on ESPN 1320 and 98.5 HD2, Sacramento's sports leader. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 